Hello, I'm Donovan Kane. Welcome back to the podcast, where I've been reading you Deep in the Woods, book one of the Fortune series, written by New York Times bestselling author Annabelle Joseph. Today, I will continue reading Annabelle Joseph's book with episode four. Chapter four. Dave was fairly sure she wanted sex. He had scrutinized her, analyzed every signal. She was obviously aroused. Her cheeks were flushed, and her body language was open and willing. He was 99% sure she wanted sex. And he was 100% sure she wanted it in the dark. Well, it would be a new and novel experience for him, sex in the dark. He liked girls under 500-watt photography lights. He liked to see everything, every mole, every muscle, every secret place. He liked to expose girls. He liked to make them see there was nothing they could hide. But this one, she clearly needed to hide, at least for now. She would need to be introduced gradually to his particular brand of exposure. He would train her to it. Now was not the time. Her hand trembled as he led her into his bedroom and shut Cerberus out. He ignored the dog's indignant whine. Serb was never allowed in when Dave was with girls, because he sometimes took umbrage when Dave played rough. His canine instincts, while finely honed, could not always differentiate between moans of pleasure and pain. The first time the dog had nipped at Dave to stop him from hurting his partner, Dave had understood and hadn't censured him. But for safety, he locked Serb out now, every time. There, no more staring dog he said, turning to Sophie with a grin. She returned his smile and looked around his bedroom. It wasn't huge, but it didn't need to be. He let her see it in the light, gave her a moment to look around. He watched her take in the king-sized bed, which took up the lion's share of the space. And yes, the photography lights rigged in the corner. Cerberus's dog bed, unused of course, took up another entire corner. A door on the right wall led to a bathroom. He went in to get some condoms, showing them to Sophie before he placed them on the bedside table. If we need them, they'll be here. We can do as much or as little as you like. I mean that. No pressure. I didn't ask you here expecting you to fuck me. She looked away and then back at him, blushing. I didn't come here to fuck you. But to be honest, there's nothing in the world I want more right now. To be honest, I hope to God you would say those exact words. She giggled. She was so sweet, so beautiful. He thought of the terrible things he'd learned about her last relationship and wondered how anyone could harm someone like her. He took her in his arms, his hand sliding around her slender waist to rest at the small of her back. He kissed her, reveling in the soft, tentative way she gave herself to him. He drew away to take one last look at her eyes before he turned out the lights. He saw so many things in her luminous violet gaze, a jumble of emotions, fear, excitement, lust, happiness, sadness. He traced his thumbs over her delicate eyelids before dropping a kiss on each soft surface. Her long black eyelashes fluttered. Beautiful lost princess, snow white in the forest. 
Sophie, you can trust me. I promise you can. Okay. Her voice trembled a little. He turned out the lights and they both stood still. Darkness. It was true and total darkness. There was no moon to cast even soft light, just black, empty space. No, not empty. He could feel her beside him like a magnet, elemental pull. His hands went to her of their own accord, drawn to her soft skin, her womanly curves. His fingers traced over her shoulders to grope for a zipper at the back of her neck, and she bowed her head toward him. He felt her forehead come to rest against his chest. In the black darkness, all his other senses were heightened. He could smell her fresh, flowery scent and feel the lightest brush of soft hair against the side of his chin. He drew the zipper down and opened his hands on the skin of her back. His fingers nudged the dress down and off. He could barely make out the outline of the black bra against her pale skin as his eyes adjusted to the darkness. He reached for the clasp and undid it. She didn't stop him, but he could feel she was tense. He stroked his fingers across her breasts, then cupped their weight. As the pads of his thumbs teased the taut peaks, he was finally rewarded with a shivery moan and the feel of her relaxing against him. He skimmed her tights down over her hips, taking a moment to explore her curvy ass with his palms. No panties, just bare, smooth skin. It was impossible for him not to give her a couple tentative slaps. She gasped and pressed herself closer, reaching for him in the darkness. Her hands seemed at a loss for what to do, fluttering against him like lost birds. He took them hard and whispered, Put them behind your back. Keep them there. That seemed to settle her. She did as he asked and stood still, her breathing even and measured. He took a few more moments to explore her gorgeous ass cheeks, landing a few more smacks. Then he resumed pushing her tights all the way down her legs, his fingers tracing thighs, knees, calves, ankles. Female curves and soft, smooth skin. Going by feel in the dark only made him appreciate the exquisite sensations more. He breathed in the faint scent of womanly arousal. Without thought, he used his thumb to probe the folds of her mons, finding hot slickness. She gave a low moan as he slid the pad of his thumb against her clit and then pressed and teased the sensitive nub. She reached for his shoulders and made a small hip movement forward. Hands, he reminded her. Her hands left him and returned to the position he'd told her, but not before she sighed. Oh, Dave. Go get in bed. He turned her in the right direction, guiding her with firm hands on her shoulders, then set to tearing off his own clothes, letting them fall in a heap at his feet. He slid in beside her, finding her by touch and scent. He clasped her, aligning her body to his. He trapped her hands behind her and found her lips in the dark. God, she tasted wonderful, sweet. The way she kissed drove him mad, alternately tentative and eager. His cock poked against her front, and she arched her hips forward in response. Dave was bursting. He had to be inside her. He explored her full breasts and hard nipples, 
then stroked down her thighs and parted her again. She was so wet. She moaned almost inaudibly as his fingers smoothed across her slick center. He wished he could see her eyes. Do you like when I touch you, Sophie? She sighed in reply. Yes or no, he prompted. Answer me. Yes. The word came out as a gasp. Touch me. Take my cock in your hands. He released her hands, felt her shift, felt her fingers trace down across his hip to wrap around his throbbing cock. He drew in his breath. Every sensation was deepened, intensified by the darkness they moved in. He heard her breathing quicken as her fingers moved on his member, stroking it, caressing it. He shuddered, feeling pleasure, yes, but something more, something deeper. He felt so connected to her as if they had shared a lifetime of intimacy, not just one evening. He thought for a moment, this is going to get complicated. But it wasn't in his power to stop and grasp for distance. She pressed closer to him, eager and warm, and his cock swelled under her enveloping touch. Oh, Jesus, Sophie, I need you. I need to have you right now. Her arms came around him. Please take me. Please. He groaned and pulled away to grope in the dark for a condom. He sheathed himself and pushed her back, nestling between her legs. He didn't want to hurt her, even though some primal instinct made him want to thrust wildly inside possess her as his own. He held back, entering her one inch, then another, then another. As much as he wanted to impale her recklessly, he also wanted to enjoy every moment of this new joining, draw it out. Her hands tightened around his neck, and he pulled them away, pinning them to the bed. Be a good girl. You'll get what you want. Oh, God. She squirmed as he drove deeper in a slow, deliberate movement. You like that? You like the feel of my hard cock filling you up, don't you? Her low whimper registered in his balls before it registered in his brain. He withdrew and pressed forward again, gritting his teeth against the hot pleasure of her walls, clenching his dick. Jesus, Sophie. He tightened his grasp on her arms and pressed his forehead to hers. Her hand squeezed his as he held her down, entering her again and again in a rhythm as old as time. Her hips arched and seemed to cradle him perfectly. The darkness held both of them like a magic spell. Sex magic. Dark, pure ritual come to life to electrify them both. Each time he sank inside her, she shuddered and made sounds that made him feel powerful and male. Her hands clenched and unclenched in his grip. Sophie, he groaned in a long breath. Dave. Her cry was high and frantic. I can't, I can't take this. What, what's wrong? It's too much. She shook her head against his cheek, trembling against him. It feels too good. Every time you move in me. Dave stroked her hair back in the darkness, and then, twisted it in his fist with an intensity of feeling 
that came over him like a surprise. She was shaking, her lips open, searching for him. He kissed her deep, and each time he thrust in her, she gasped into his mouth. Her pussy gripped him, so he almost lost his mind. Just when he thought he couldn't hold on another second, he felt her begin to tremble. Oh, oh, she cried. Please, please. He bit her lip and drove deeper, harder. Her lips shook, and she drew up, her breath irregular and fast. One hand still held her arms pinned above, while the other held her thigh hard, held her open as he sank into her, possessing her, branding her as his own. Yes, come on. I want to feel it. She came unwound in his arms, struggling against him, caught in the throes of her orgasm. He held her down and felt his own essence, his entire being empty into her. She wrapped her legs around him and milked him until he was drained. He collapsed on top of her, never wanting to move. Her breathless gasps tickled the hair that had come loose from his ponytail. He rolled with her onto his side so he wouldn't crush her, but he didn't withdraw from her. Not yet. He wanted to stay joined with her another moment. Just one more moment. She, too, seemed unwilling to pull away. He felt her chest rise and fall against his. She was so small, so feminine. Perhaps that was why his protective impulses were in overdrive. All the sensation... Skin, hair, scent, subtle movements, the slick heat between her thighs, all of it multiplied in the dark. Without sight, his other senses were more acute. I liked it with the lights out, he whispered against her ear. It was a nice way to begin. You were right. She snuggled closer. I always feel more comfortable in the dark. Well, usually. Usually. Something in her voice made the magical sheen of their encounter ebb away. The phantom ex-partner. What had he done to her in the dark? Sometimes Dave forgot about her traumatic past, but then a pall would come over her expression, or a note would sound in her voice, and Dave would remember. Well, he'd take it all away. He would love her and nurture her, play with her until the laughter outpaced the fears. He kissed her forehead and nibbled her lips before he finally parted from her. He removed the condom and tossed it in the can under the nightstand, by feel, not sight. He still didn't want to turn on the light. The darkness held the intimacy they just shared like a secret. The light would dispel it and break the moment. The light would come soon enough, in the morning, and then they'd have to talk, negotiate, make plans to move forward. But not tonight. Tonight, he only kissed her again and again in the enveloping blackness they shared. He didn't say anything, because there were no words to express how strongly he felt. Only the kisses, the endless, adoring kisses, and the hands that refused to let her go. Sophie came awake with a start just before dawn, Holy hell, what had she done? She'd fallen asleep right there in his arms and slept for hours. The last thing she remembered 
he had been kissing her, dropping soft kisses across her shoulder and over her breasts. She had felt so warm, so drowsy, so satiated. She had intended to make her excuses, get dressed, and head home, but she must have fallen asleep instead. She had a feeling he would have put up a fight anyway. Even now, his arm was slung possessively across her waist. She really didn't want to go home. She wanted to stay there in his bed, in his arms, forever. But he would see. He would see in the light of day how messed up she was. She had to go. She didn't want the scene. She tried to inch from under his arm. Her dress was still over by the door. If she could just get dressed before he woke up. She heard Dave's dog scratching at the door and whining. Hmm, Sophie, don't mind, Serb. I'll let him out in a bit. He pulled her closer again. God, he smelled so wonderful, like aftershave and sex and sleepy man. His face was relaxed, and his eyes didn't open. His lashes lay thick and black against his tanned skin. His lips were so beautifully formed, and his cheeks had a smattering of dark stubble, a texture she wanted to explore. No. Get dressed. Go home. I can let him out, Dave. I have to get up anyway. Suddenly he came awake. She pulled the sheets closer around her as he looked at her. Are you trying to steal away from me? I just had to. I mean, I wanted to. You wanted to sneak away while I was half asleep, so you never had to see me again, he accused, teasing her. His eyes crinkled into beautiful laugh lines. She thought he must smile all the time. He was so handsome, sleep-rumpled and easy. Sophie laughed, too, a more mournful note. No, not at all. Stay here in bed with me, then. Let's snuggle. She rubbed her eyes. The temptation proved too much, and she sank back down beside him. So, Sophie, he whispered against her ear, how about breakfast? She sighed. I... I know the UPS store isn't open on Sunday, so don't even try it. No, I don't have to work, but I have some things to do. What kind of things? His hands roved over her, under the covers, making it very difficult for her to think of excuses. I just... You just what, baby? He pulled back the covers and lowered his head to kiss her neck and then down her chest. Shit. She felt it the instant he froze. She tried to pull the sheets back up, but he pulled them down. They tugged them back and forth, it would have been funny if she didn't feel close to tears. Sophie? I just want to get dressed. Please, let me up. What happened to you? What are these scars? His fingertips traced over the ugly burns on the sides of her breasts, then down to the faint stripes of scars on her stomach. She wanted to turn away, to turn her back on him, but the ones on her back were worse. She hunched over instead, then took flight. She pushed his hands away and ran for her clothes in the half-light. She had her dress half up and her arms in the sleeves before he got to her. Sophie, 
Hey. His arms came around her. He hugged her close from behind, his stubbly cheek rubbing against her neck. Please don't run away. Talk to me. She pulled away from him. I don't want to talk. There's nothing I can do now to change it. I can't make the scars go away. As for the rest of it, I have a therapist. I do enough talking about it with her. She turned away, pulling her zipper up and reaching for her tights, hating the fiery blush that spread across her face. The way he was looking at her, ugh, why hadn't she left during the night? It had been such a wonderful experience. Now it was all ugly and ruined, just like her, just like everything she touched, fallen to complete and utter ruin. Sophie, it's okay. We don't have to talk. If you don't want to talk about it, we won't. But please don't push me away. Last night. Look, I have some pretty strong feelings about you. Please don't just run away from me now. That's not fair. The kindness in his voice undid her. Her throat grew tight, and the tears that threatened to overwhelm her began to fall. It's just... I didn't want you to see the way I look. The scars, they're so ugly. I hate them. I wish I could make them go away. Oh, baby. He turned her around and held her to his chest. His fingers caressed her nape, slow and soothing. You're a beautiful girl. Nothing that someone else did to you is ever going to change that. She shook her head against his chest. It wasn't true. Barry had changed her. He'd made her horrible and ugly, both inside and out. She realized that she wasn't ready to begin another relationship at all, that she could never be in another relationship. It was way too hard. She wanted to break away from him and run away, run to her car, drive home and be alone again. But at the same time, his warm hands were soothing her, and she wanted to stay in his arms. He made her feel so treasured, so safe. She couldn't decide what she wanted more. So in the end, she stayed still and rested her cheek against the soft hair on his chest. His heart beat against her ear, slow and steady. After a few minutes, she heard his dog scratching at the door again and a more insistent whine. He pulled back from her, turning to step into a pair of sweats. I have to let Cerberus out. Come with me. She might have begged off and left for home if he hadn't used his dom voice on her. As it was, she fell into step behind him as he went to the patio door to let Cerberus out into the backyard. The house wasn't very big, but the yard was large and wooded. Serby bounded after a chipmunk before stopping to lift his leg against a massive pine. Come on. Come outside with me. He held the door open. Again, she hesitated. If he had asked, Come outside with me? She would have said, No, I have to go. But he didn't ask. He told. He told her to come outside. So she did. She followed him out onto his deck and blinked in the sunlight. It was a beautiful day. Cool, but not cold. A light breeze ruffled her hair against her cheek and over her eyes. She glanced up to find him watching her, 
and she looked away. There were a couple padded lounge chairs that looked quite comfortable, but neither of them sat. They just faced each other, her in her stark black dress and tights, him in his rumpled sweats. She tried not to notice how the pants sat low on his hips, revealing a trail of hair flanked by tight, defined muscles at either side of his hips. What were those called, those muscles men had there? She was having trouble thinking. He stared at her, and she didn't know him well enough to untangle the emotions in his gaze. I'm sorry, she began. I should have told you. I would have eventually. I just didn't know. Sophie. I didn't really plan. I mean, I didn't expect to be here. I didn't know I was going to spend the night. Sophie. I mean, I just met you yesterday afternoon. Could that be right? Anyway, if I had known, I would have thought about how to handle it. But it was wrong of me to just hide in the dark like that. I... I just didn't know if I was ever going to see you again after tonight. So anyway, I'm sorry. He scowled at her, then drew her close and kissed her hard. She pulled away, but he persevered, parting her lips, thrusting his tongue inside. He kissed her until she responded to him, until she went pliable in his arms. Soon afterward, he broke the kiss and scowled down at her again. Why did you do that? She asked. To shut you up. You apologizing for what he did to you really drags my nerves. Don't do it again, or I might go crazy. I'm... I'm sorry. Sophie blushed and swallowed the rest of the sentence. That wasn't apologizing for him that time. Just for me. Dave was nodding with a dire look. Hmm... How about no more apologizing right now? Okay. She looked down at her feet, wanting to sink into the ground. He lifted her chin and gazed into her eyes. Repeat after me. I'm beautiful. You're beautiful, she agreed with a nod. He shook his head, fighting a smile. Don't test me. I'm dying to spank you. Dying to but now probably isn't the time. So try again. I'm beautiful. I'm... She stopped. I don't believe that. Just saying so doesn't make it true. No. My saying so makes it true. I'm waiting. She swallowed and pursed her lips. Okay. You find me beautiful. She couldn't have sounded more unconvinced but he accepted her attempt anyway. That's right, because you are beautiful. Those scars don't bother me. I've seen things. I photograph things you wouldn't believe, really ugly things. But those marks on you, they're not ugly. Do you know why? She shook her head. Because you're not with him anymore. You're here with me. You left him and you're with me now. And if I get my way, you're going to be with me for a while. What do you think about that? Neither of them noticed Cerberus watching this time, his luminous dark eyes intent on his owner, as Dave kissed the pretty new stray he intended to
to adopt as his own. The End Of this episode Come back tomorrow and I will read you Episode 5 of Deep in the Woods, Book Number 1 of the Fortune Series, written by New York Times bestselling author Annabelle Joseph. You can learn more about Annabelle Joseph and her books at AnnabelleJoseph.com. I'm Donovan Kane. Thank you for listening.